one of them told me with tears in his eyes, he said the others invested in property, cars, and so on, and never cared. But you and Tanadia and Norton invested in us. Mm. And I, I never thought somebody would say that. Oh, that's wonderful. I think Naeem and I learned. We found that after you do a certain job, you have a, a lot more appreciation for your co-workers. I think it gives you grace towards others who, otherwise you think that you're doing the tough job, but after you do theirs, you find out, no, that's not necessarily the case. So it, it makes working together easier and better. I'm trying to remember, Sam, so you better help me. I remember some too. You don't leave it all to me. <laughs> Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast, the place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us, and you can always find us at patternsoftruth.org. Thank you for joining us again. In this episode, I'm going to interview two special guests. We will be discussing a very special topic, a special ministry that is dear to their hearts. And you'll find out, I'm sure, that it's dear to your heart too. Um, you might be like me, who's been blessed through this ministry many times. And uh, also, you might be one who served in this ministry too. So the topic we're going to speak about is Christian camps, camp ministry. So I have two special guests today, um, Uncle Sam and Uncle Naeem. So we'll start with some introduction here. Uncle Naeem, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, my name is Naeem Sawiris, and I'm 84 years old man, and I am so I'm uh, glad to say that I've been serving the, in the camp for over 40-something years with Brother Sam. And uh, my goal exercise, our goal exercise, my first wife, Nadia, and I were to serve the young people, open our home for them, and never put them down, always encourage them, always uplift them. And for the camp, the, the whole goal is to train young people to take the leadership in the future, mm. to be counselor and understand what's going on with young people. Well, that's wonderful. You're, you're definitely ahead of me here. Uh, let's ask Uncle Sam. Tell us a little bit about yourself, too. Well, my story is that I was raised in a Christian home in a very small assembly, which consisted of somewhere between 10 and 20 people as I grew up. I uh, went to a Lowry camp in Minnesota when I was in high school. And uh, there I uh, got assurance of salvation, which is very important for anyone to grow in the Lord. The basic foundation to be uh, know that you're his, and then you can grow once you know that. So I was 
uh, richly blessed with that. And I, I went again a second time to Lowry where I got to, to know friends and be encouraged uh, by uh, some of the Lord's uh, people, like one brother, uh, Fred Kaiser's father, who was from Chicago, Ewald. And when he was over 100 years, he was still memorizing scripture. So this is a good practice and good to encourage others. So I guess that camp experience was such an impetus to me. I received such a blessing. And this has been what uh, led me to want to uh, serve the Lord in that way. And in Albuquerque, where I grew up, we had Sunday school and kids club, and we brought kids 800 miles to camp. Wow. And I began serving as a counselor, junior counselor for Alden Poner my first year mm-hmm. when I was 17. And then after that, I became a counselor. So that's been uh, my beginning with camps. Wonderful. Wonderful. So... Why serve the Lord in camps? What's the value of camp ministry? Well, I think uh, probably more than half of the people who are saved get saved as a child. Mm. So that makes it uh, a very important ministry. And I think also that uh, those young people, as they grow up, uh, I think camp uh, lends a, a lot to direct them to follow the Lord and, and, and be more faithful, to be encouraged, both learning and also serving in camps. It's a way to learn to, uh, to reach out to others. I found that true with my own children, who uh, over the years probably six or eight uh, kids that they knew they brought to camps they were saved and Mm. many of those came into the assembly and were in the assembly for a time so it's a place to grow and a place to fellowship Mm. yeah i agree with what brother sam said and we used to we had a 14 passenger van we used to take it to the camp or to the conference with the kids, and uh, it was a blessing time to see them, how they uh, laugh and sing and so on. And then uh, one of them will say something about the Lord or speak about the Lord in there. And that cheered my heart. I mean, the, really the bottom line is we wanted those young people to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And to love one another and to love the gathering. Because if that in the beginning, if they don't love one another, it would be very hard to love the outsiders. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those young people brought their friends. And I know I have at least two or three of them now in the meeting that somebody brought them, their friend brought them. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we encourage the young people and then they encourage each other. It's all good encouragement for the Lord. And one more thing, that you need a servant heart. Mm. 
if you didn't have a serving heart to come to the cab to work, I don't know how I evaluate that. Sure. It would sure. not work. But you need a servant for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just going back to what you were saying, I, I feel um, at one point, I mean, teenagers, but even younger, they are in an inflection point of they're trying to find their identity and they're looking everywhere. And a camp is a great place where it can focus their eyes on the Lord instead of looking in different directions and uh, steer them to the Lord instead of to different attractions in the world that would not satisfy. So first, let me ask Uncle Sam. Uncle Naeem served the Lord in camps for 40 years. How long have you served the Lord in camps? It's been uh, over 60 years. <laughs> 60 years. So <laughs> Uncle Naeem was right. You, you've been uh, serving the Lord long. <laughs> I, I didn't add what I did in, uh, in Egypt because I used to, <laughs> we used to go camping on the young people and I used to be the cook for them. I see. Wow, that's a ministry too, right? Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure both of you have many stories of people who were saved or the Lord working in camps in different ways. And I would love to personally hear a couple of stories of how the Lord works in camps. You started talking about it a little bit, but I would love to hear more. You know, it's one more point. Uh, when you grow in a camp, and you like the camp. First, you love Christ and you love the camp, you love the people. It's very easy to share and very easy to bring people to the camp to be saved. We cannot save them, but to be saved. Mm. Right, it's an avenue that the Lord uses, yeah. I would say that Devotion to the Lord is important and perseverance because fruit doesn't always appear right away. But I'll give a couple of uh, examples that fruit appeared many years later. Uh, There was a young man who was saved in the camp work and uh, he grew up. Not not in the assembly, but he's in a church somewhere, and he started his own kids' work. So this is one example. Another is uh, some of the kids that came to One Way Club and the camp. One of the girls, when she got married, she sent her kids to camp. <laughs> so it was it was such a good experience for her in her life that she would do that. So this is this is fruit that you don't see right away. But the Lord once in a while lets you see some some fruit that took a long time to grow. So it's a, an encouragement. And other times you work year after year. And I remember one time we kept track of those who were saved, got assurance and baptized. And over a, maybe a 10-year period, there were some 200 kids. And when you go to, to camp year by year, it might be uh, 10 or 15 or 
But when you look back over many years, you see that the Lord can bless uh, a lot. That's wonderful, yeah. I, I know also of a friend who went to camp. She was not from a Christian family. And she knew the Lord through the camp. She married a Christian brother. And they're serving the Lord. Plus, they send their kids to camp after that. So it's amazing. Brother Sam, did you mention Mario? Yeah, that was Mario, my first example. <laughs> so I can add to that. He came to the camp and he did so much service for us, picking up people at the airport, bring him back. He picked me up from there. Did you meet him? Yes, yes. He's a I big did. guy. Yeah. This guy came from, <laughs> I mean, the background is not very pleasant, but he overcome all that. He, mm. You know, he raised about all this. And now, like Sam said, it is amazing what he's doing. And he's still writing to us. I'm sure, I'm sure he writes to Sam too. And he was so sorry that we didn't have the care. And there is the same thing. She stayed away from all the trouble. And she is married and very happy, a Christian girl. Mm. I remember also, Uncle Naeem, I find some people in your house and they're just, I don't know them. So I talk to them. And they're like be up north, uh, traveling for like four, five, six hours. And I, I asked them, you know, why did you come? And the, the only thing they would say is just Uncle Daim asked us. And that's it. That's enough. And uh, uh, I asked them, how, how did they meet you? And uh, predominantly, everybody says they met you through camp. And uh, it's neat how much impact it makes on the kids as they grow up and uh, learn more about the Lord. I'd like to uh, interject something here about Uncle Naim's home. He mentioned it, but over the years, it was a place where the young people could congregate year round. Mm. And uh, they enjoyed getting together. His home was open. That was a real blessing for all of the young people to have a place like that. Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine, he told me, and I don't forget what he said. He said, this is not my house, it's the Lord's house. So it has to be open. So it's uh, such a blessing to have this perspective about our material possession, that it's all for the Lord. But also addition to the camp, I don't know if we haven't spoke, the one-way club that was very important to uh, bring kids to the meeting on Friday night. And uh, Jonathan and I and Sam and so on, we used to collect tons of them, bring them to the, you know, to the meeting every, you know, we gave them, you know, those Bible days, they played games and then I gave them a snack. But it was amazing how many of them have their own you know, whatever ministry now. Mm, yeah. So what are the requirements for a believer to serve in camp? Well, I think it uh, it has to be a person who loves the Lord and uh, who is in his Bible and uh, studies and wants to learn more about the Lord, prays, and a person who is willing to work and just looking for things. How, how can you serve the Lord? wherever you are, 
Uh, it can be picking up books in the assembly, or it can uh, be a myriad of things. So if you have a desire to uh, serve the Lord and uh, to learn more about him, and you want to share uh, the Lord with others, I think that those are some of the building blocks. The other is that uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, you might go to camp and uh, chase kids around for five days. Uh, or if it's a one-way club, you might spend uh, week after week picking up kids and, and working with them. So it takes perseverance. And I think those are the, the main things and a, a willingness to, uh, to work with others. You can't be uh, so strict in your thoughts that you can't learn from others and, uh, and things don't always have to go your way when you work together. So this is also uh, important. You know, I can give you one example. Please. I was remembered a real example. Our son, when he was 16, 17, he went to the young people camp. And while he was there, this man walked in, or this young man walked in. He's from the Middle East, not from Egypt. And somebody told him about the camp, and he wants to go to the meeting. Anyhow, he went. He didn't know anybody. And Sammy just met him. and. He welcomed them right away, not only to take care, you know, to take care of him in the camp, mm. but he also brought him to our home to stay because he didn't have any place. Mm. And you can tell because of the young people know that their parents are willing, you know, to receive and to, they try to do the same thing. Mm. And it's very important that yeah. you raise the children that way. The parents be the example. May the Lord help us. So that's what it is. That's a requirement. Yeah. And you plan that at home. It starts at home. Yeah. Starts in, in your daily life and not only at camp. Okay. So a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Uh, what are some of the dangers or the things to be cautious about or be careful with camp ministries? Well, I think... Uh... One, one of the things that we know the scripture warns us about, which is very important, and that is purity in relationships. You, you need to be uh, very cautious that you keep a proper relationship with the kids, the young people that you're working with. And so it's nice that you always have others with you to help. It's nice if there are two or three or, mm. or four, so you kind of keep accounts of, of one another. Uh, of course, in, the, in camp work, we have to be very careful of that. We have child abuse training. We have two counselors in, in every cabin, mm. and we've done that for many, many years. Uh, so those are important things because uh, there can be th things that could be done wrong, but there can also be false accusations. So you need to be uh, wise in that area. Also, Brother Sam, the purity among the young people is very, very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to handle that 
very carefully because there's some uh, comes into whatever it is. I don't know what their motive is, but we had to stop that. I had stopped it, although in the same time, we have so, <laughs> so many marriages happen, you know, the, the young woman, <laughs> at least Sam knows him, at least four or five came to my house, you know, thank the Lord for them. And uh, what can I say? One of them in Germany was five, six kids and one in Canada. We had so many of them and it just really cheer your heart when a pure relationship wind up like that. Mm. I mean, it would be nice to have that relationship, but star has to be pure relationship. Yeah, uh, living in integrity. Another thing here, there were 60 years of camp in California because for that, some brother from a very small assembly in California had a, a Sunday school work and decided to have a two or three day camp. And the other brethren heard about it and that was an impetus to start a summer camp. Mm. So starting a good work can bring others, the Lord can encourage and bless. So we want to look for the Lord's help in starting something good. Wonderful. Well, um, have one last question for both of you. We're getting to the end of our time, but I was wondering if you have any last minute advice for young people and young adults regarding serving the Lord. Well, I think it's a good place to start. And when I say that, I believe that there's some preparation beforehand, just finding things to do for the Lord, mm. be willing, being willing to work. But when you, uh, when you get into camp work, I think it can lead you to others because you grow. And uh, one of the things that uh, I always felt was important I think you can learn how to lead a soul to the Lord. And instead of asking a kid uh, yes and no questions, you learn, you learn to ask questions where they have to answer in a way that's not yes or no. So you, you, you learn where they are uh, by asking them a certain kind of question, like how can a person be saved? They can't say yes or no. They have to explain what they know. Yeah. And uh, this is very important for a counselor to learn. I call it open-ended questions. And that's the only way to can also uh, have the dialogue with them. I agree with Brother Sam because yes and no is the easiest way to get out of the door you're asking. And I believe that we have a lot of young people coming up now. I see them in the assembly that needs the shepherd's work. Need the shepherds, men or women, shepherd or shepherdess. Because if we are not paying attention to them and we go our own very way, I tell you, they're going to find another place to go to and they are going to welcome them. Mm. So my advice to you, younger brothers, not young, younger, a little bit than me, and Sam, to watch for this. And you can detect them. You can watch them like Paul did with Timothy. 
and uh, we have a lot of them that just need attention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hospitality is one of the most important thing mm. to attract the people. Because if they see you hospitable, the first thing they'll do, they'll try to be hospitable. But if high and by and let them go, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Yeah. And one last point and I'll close. By the way, we spoke about young people, but few times, I don't know, maybe less than a dozen, adults came to the camp and were saved. And the last one in my mind was a lady. Her young daughter was a riot. Came to the camp, went home, and the Lord changed her behavior, changed her whatever attitude toward her mother, toward her life. And her mother was so touched that the next year said, can I come to the camp? And we said, sure. She came to the camp and saw what we are doing. And she got saved. She was baptized. Hmm. So that's it. One other thing that that you can learn working with children as a young person, and that is how to treat children. First, you learn to mix love and discipline together. This, uh, of course, is very important in raising children. They need to know that you really love them, but they also need to know that You have something to teach them, and they have to learn it. You have to be strict to a certain point, but they have to know that you love them, and that's uh, uh, very important. Mm. Uh, One statement I have to... uh, Please. Just a couple happened here in the duplex one year or two years ago where some young people came to visit the old Uncle Naeem and Trent Pig. And one of them told me in front of everybody, was tears in his eyes. He said the others invested in property, cars, and so on, and never cared. But you and Tantanadia and Norton Pink invested in us. Mm. And I, I never thought somebody would say that. So he became a lawyer after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I think Naeem and I learned. We we used to rotate jobs. (laughs) And we found that after you do a certain job, you have a a lot more appreciation for your coworkers. When you've done all the jobs, you know that there's always difficulties. And uh, so I think it gives you grace towards others who... Otherwise, you think that you're doing the tough job, but after you do theirs, you find out, no, that's not necessarily the case. So it, it makes uh, working together easier and better. Mm. Yeah. I truly appreciate Uncle Sam because of his wisdom and his patience. Sometimes I'm not as patient as he is, and I wish if the Lord gave me that, as James said. And to combine his and mine. That's why we're able to be a team, stays with each other for a long time. We had other help in us, but either they left or whatever it is for reasons or other reasons. But we thank the Lord for 
the balance we had, like the Lord said, you know, we balance each other. Mm. And I wish that uh, you younger brothers, when you're doing that work, do the same thing. Amen. Yeah. And it cannot be a one-man band, sorry to say. Because years ago, before I joined the camp, the camp was one man band and almost was destroyed. Mm. But thank the Lord for the work together with love. With love. Well, yeah, this is a perfect place to end. Our time is up. And uh, just want to say thank you, Uncle Sam and Uncle Naeem, for uh, allowing me to uh, talk to you and ask you a few questions and learn from the many years of service that you had. And uh, I know that this will be an encouragement for others as this, uh, it's an encouragement for me. Thank you again. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out patternsoftruth.org, where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website. I'm Peter. Until next time.